the show was meant to show how happy and how normal you can live a good polygamous life mm -hmm. and he had said that he doesn't think that that's what it's doing anymore but you gotta wonder would it have worked out if they weren't public maybe maybe not Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs, and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS, Sam and I have been married for nine years now and have two awesome kiddos. Yes, we do. And today, we are finally getting to the long-awaited video that everyone has been asking about. We're going to review the Sister Wives, finally. Yes, people have been asking <laughs> us since we started this channel, did you ever watch Sister Wives? Well, Sam and I, up to this point, up until this week, we have never watched a single episode of Sister Wives before. Not a full episode. We've seen clips, but Which, not an actual episode. Yeah, and like growing up, like I always saw them like in People Magazine or pop culture references and stuff about them. I knew that they had lived in Vegas, so I knew things about them, mm -hmm. but we had never watched the show ourselves. And now I feel yeah. extremely, extremely behind because... <laughs> We were trying, we felt like we were so far behind. How many seasons? 18? 18. We're, we're starting a little bit behind here. Yeah, so when people were like, okay, well, can you review that? I thought, well, if we have to start at the beginning, that's going to take us forever. Yeah. But we had an awesome viewer that was like, just start at season 18. Uh, you can start there and go through and there's going to be lots of flashbacks and kind of get in there. So we did just start with season 18. The most and recent. Yeah. The most recent season. And... <laughs> we thought we start. We watched the first episode and said uh, we don't know enough about what's going on here. Yeah. So we went back and watched the first episode just to be able to kind of get an idea of how the show started. Well, because in a lot of these shows, like when we re reviewed Rockland Ranch and yeah. stuff, a lot of them are to try to like put your best foot forward and show that polygamy works. Mm -hmm. And so we're watching the first episode of season 18 and we looked at each other and we're like, these people look miserable. <laughs> Why are they even on television? We need to get a little bit of context. Yeah. So we watched episode one of season 18 and then we went back and watched episode one to see if Cody Brown ever smiles. Like, is that something that he's capable we were, of? We Was were, he happy at We were point? getting concerned that <laughs> maybe he hadn't, that he had forgotten how to smile when we watched the first episode of season 18. Yeah. So I, then, go, go ahead. ahead. No, then we go back to see, uh, season one, episode one, to just kind of get a recap. And the whole point of the show was to try to show people that polygamy can be a good thing and can work. That's kind of what they came out in public for, was to demonstrate that, I guess. Yeah, and man, 18 years later, I felt so bad for these people. And again, we have no preconceived notion. Like, we have no idea how we got here. So, as we're going through season 18 and reviewing and talking about some of our thoughts and feelings about what's happening now yeah. in their polygamous family, we're also going to be kind of starting at season one and to give ourselves a little bit more context. And maybe some of you haven't seen season one in 18 years, like, you know, the normal people that like watched it through. <laughs> and maybe we can give you a few reminders that yes, Cody Brown used to smile. Yeah. Yes. And the wives did seem happy at some point. They, <laughs> so... they, they did seem happy at least during the first episode. They seemed a little bit like, uh, I don't know, they weren't sure if they wanted to be on camera, kind of. It's yeah, the, a little like, nervous. A little bit nervous, but... They seem to at least have a good working family, at least, right? Yeah. To some extent, so. Yeah, some of the main things that 
is interesting from episode one to season one of episode 18 mm -hmm. is in the first episode, they all lived in the same house in their own like separate quarters, mm -hmm. which is more similar to how Sam grew up, except for even more cohesive. Right. So how do you explain? Yeah. So just like the Sister Wives first episode, season one, everyone living in the same house. Imagine that, but no like this, well, there was no really dividers in the house. So. The mo there were mothers that had certain sides of the house because that's where their room was and some of their younger children would also live in that area. But there was one big kitchen that everyone used together, one living room, one family room. Everything was just one big house the way I grew up. Yeah, and so see, and then obviously now in season 18, everybody having their own house mm -hmm. is way different than the FLDS that are typically on the same but I think it is more common in the AUB, which we've had yeah. Addie McCall from yeah. the AUB on our channel before. And she even said that Christine Brown was her uh, like young woman's leader yeah, or Sunday was... school teacher. So she knew the Browns personally. Mm -hmm. So seeing them all in different houses, I think, is a little bit more typical for the AUB for it to be like split off in the houses a little right. bit more. But obviously at season 18, everybody has their own space. Right. It's an interesting concept and you go even when polygamy first became a thing I guess you can say way back in the day in the early days of the church it seemed like the mothers having their own separate houses was more common yeah and then and, and then that continued on through multiple different groups of polygamy where the mothers each had their own separate house and then for some reason some of the groups decided you know what let's just be a big happy family. I think we can do this, right? And try to bring them all together to make it one big family. Well, originally even like Brigham Young, he had so many wives. I know mm -hmm. he has a home that you can go visit and tour if you're ever in St. George, Utah. George. And so he had homes there. So he had wives in St. George as well as wives in Salt Lake. So there are wives not only in separate homes, but like in separate parts of the state, um, right. which was super far journeys in pioneer days. So yeah, the idea of women having their own homestead and having their own homes was... Seemed to be common. Seemed to be common yeah. back in the day. So going back to the season 18, episode one, obviously we're seeing that everything's super strained over this time, right? Like however they got here, we're excited to learn a little bit more about how they got there. But Christine has divorced Cody, mm -hmm. which, and we'll have to go back and watch this comment. I'm sure you all know this, but in Utah, it's only legal to be married to your first spouse anyway. So my guess is that Cody is only married to marry legally. So when Christine says she divorced him, all she would have to do is leave and say, I'm done officially. Right. And then she would be divorced. It wouldn't be like the same type of divorce that people would normally go through. Right. But obviously, spiritually and familially, is that a word? Familially? <laughs> Works for me. I get what you're saying. It would still be just as hard as a regular divorce because they do believe that it's a spiritual marriage and that it is the same as any other marriage. Well, and they've grown up together. They've had each of the mother's kids know each other and it's, it's one father. It's one, you know, so it's, it's very tightly connected. It's not like another mother from a previous marriage kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, they were one big family. So for one of the mothers to say, I'm out of here, that definitely would stir the pot. Did you ever know of anyone that got divorced in the FLDS? Divorced? Well, it was kind of a, you mean the first wife that was legally married? Yeah, or even the other ones. Like in this case, like Christine might not have been the legal wife, but mm -hmm. I mean the FLDS, they were separating families. Were there ever times where the couples themselves decided to separate, even if the church didn't want it? Not that I'm aware of. 
most of the marriages were arranged in the FLDS, whereas the sister wives, it seemed like they kind of chose and then they would go through this courtship and then choose if they wanted to continue on and get married and all that. But in the FLDS, it was arranged. And so when the church placed a man and a woman together, they were expected to figure it out. Yeah, that definitely leaves a whole different thing when you're marrying for love versus an arranged. Because mm -hmm. arranged, you already have that feeling of like, I'm stuck in this no matter what because yeah. you're not choosing it. Yeah. Whereas when you have the choice to get married and you're marrying for love, it gives you the option of being able to leave if that's no longer working. Right. So. Well, and within the FLDS church as well, it was if you did decide you wanted to get divorced against the church's will, you would probably be forced out of, out of the community and lose your family and kids, whatever. So it was a big deal. You weren't really allowed to just choose you wanted to get divorced. Oh, yeah, dang. There was a lot in season 18, episode one, about Christmas, about the way that their family used to be all together and how hard it was for them to all get together and to feel comfortable together. A lot of stuff talking about COVID and how that had kind of caused a divide between the family and how they felt about that. I think, man, everybody in the United States can relate to that, right? Like everybody yeah. had differing opinions. Everyone had different family members that viewed COVID differently and the severity and how people were gathering, things like that. So I really yeah. felt for him in that. Yeah, it definitely seemed like it caused a lot of contention within the family. It just, I don't know. I don't know if it was that, it seemed like Cody was freaking out a lot about COVID. And, and then he got it. And, well, then they got it. And I guess it was pretty severe, it sounded like, when they got it. So because of that, he was very, very afraid and very concerned about getting it again or someone else in the family getting it. So it seemed to cause quite the the grief within the family dynamic. Yeah. At one point, Cody quickly mentioned, and it didn't really stay on this, but again, we'll make our way through because he did mention at one point that they're no longer part of the church. And so they're kind of doing their own thing, which is very common within polygamous groups, splintering off or choosing to do your own thing and remaining practicing the law of polygamy mm -hmm. without necessarily being assigned to or following a specific church yeah. is pretty common. Excellent. I have, yeah, I have brothers that have done that, that have left, I guess you could say, left the FLDS church, but continue practicing polygamy. And to my knowledge, still teach the same doctrine to their family and have the family meetings and that kind of thing, uh, just in a different way, but similar ideas and teachings. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting whenever we hear things like that and we'll definitely uh, do some more commenting on when we find more of what their actual beliefs stand and Yeah, religiously. Religiously. I, maybe some of you know, maybe you can uh, comment below or send us an email about what their beliefs are. Or which are. episode we need to watch yeah. to catch up we on missed, that. We missed just a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, better late than never, right? Yes, yes. One thing that in episode one, both Sam and I looked at each other and we're like, okay, this just kind of is a testament to the mentality when you are raised in a religion that believes in polygamy. Mm. Um, Mary was talking and she said, she was talking about Mary and Cody to begin with. She said, I didn't make the decision because I thought it was the only way to get to heaven. I made the decision because I love Cody and I wanted to spend my eternities with him. And Sam and I looked at each other and I think in her mind, like I understand what she's trying to say. She, she didn't feel like it was religious pressure, but believing that you're with somebody for eternity and that you have to live the law of polygamy, that is a religious ideology. 
Yes. So you is. can't really separate them. Like, yeah, because of the way I was raised, I, I looked at Melissa and I said, she said it's not because of this, but it's because of this, but they're both the exact same thing in my mind. That's just the, the way that someone raised in such a strict religion views it. Yes, and within all of Mormonism, fundamental Mormonism, all polygamous groups have that same fundamental Mormonism. Mm -hmm. When they talk about being in the eternities, they believe that you have to be sealed to be able to live with your family for time and all eternity instead of time only. So instead of till death do you part, mm -hmm. they have proper authority to be able to seal you through eternity. So when she's saying, I wanted to spend my eternities with him because I loved him, that still means sealing power. And in the case of fundamental polygamists, it normally also means living in a plural marriage is necessary in order to spend eternities. Yeah. So even while she might not have felt like it was religious pressure, at the same time it's her religious beliefs yep. that were also motivating her to marry Cody in a way that was going to be polygamous. And you see how important it is that they, that they live in this plural marriage when Robin talks about how afraid she is that she's going to lose her plural family and... Mm -hmm. and I imagine in her mind she's afraid that she's going to lose her eternal family for the forever because they're not staying together. So it's a big, it's definitely a big religious belief and big deal to them to have that plural bond. Yes, in episode two of season 18, we'll kind of jump forward to that one. You know, Cody and Christine are trying to figure out how they're going to co-parent, how they're going to try to remain friends. It was interesting to see Christine feels obviously very comfortable and confident in her decision. And I'm only guessing that the 18 years of the show, there's a lot to that journey before she gets to that point. And for Cody, he's just absolutely just angry. So many of the wives, I think every single wife at one point in these first two episodes were like, he's just so angry all the time. He's just so angry all the time. Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't, we focus so much in polygamous uh, groups about the effects that it has on the women, but also the pressure on the men is tremendous as well. Well, yeah, for sure. Because you're, I mean, you're trying to keep this family together. And I'm not saying that Cody's perfect by any means, but, you know, he's trying to keep this family together. He's got four wives, or now three, I guess, that he's trying to juggle and make happy at the same time. It sounds like at least some of the wives feel that he is choosing one of the wives as a favorite over them, which is causing all sorts of issues, which you can imagine, and of course <laughs> is going to happen in polygamy, right? It's just bound to happen. That's just something that will come along. And so there's going to be issues that come along. And then he, if he does give a little bit of extra attention to one of the wives, then he's dealing with all of the backlash from that from the other wives and not only the other wives but the children of the other wives are going to be very angry because oh he's favoriting the other kids and he's staying more at their house so that he doesn't care about us so i can imagine he's dealing with quite the headache not to mention the fact that all of this is he's living and doing and dealing with all of it all of this in the public's Public. eye yeah so it's it's got to be so tough did you feel like your father had a favorite wife <laughs> I don't know if I dare say that, you know, in in, in public. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you in know, the public eye. In the public eye. I, that's a tough one because I didn't really pay attention, first of all, as a young boy growing up out there. 
Of course, I assumed and thought, and still stand by this, that my mother was the favorite. So do you I'll, think all I'll the just kids, say that. Do you think all the kids thought that their mother was the <laughs> <Probably>. favorite? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm right. <laughs> fair enough, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so we'll just go with that. But to be completely honest with you, I, di I didn't really see specific. I did see some things that maybe would give an idea to some of the other kids that one of the mothers was being favorited over theirs. But I don't remember anything specific that would have definitely showed that. Okay. Like you said, also being young, I didn't pay that noticing. close attention. Right. I mean, at now at this point, the brown children are all. A most of them are adults. They're mm -hmm. a lot older, and as you get older, you start being able to see those patterns and things. Right. Um, to be able to. Yeah, and you know what? People would argue that every you talk to every different sibling uh, in the family, and they're all going to have a different opinion, probably, on what they saw and experienced. So it's hard to say. But seriously, but probably just because it was my mother, I thought that he liked her the most. But that's probably just what I told my 13-year-old brain because that's what I wanted and needed to hear at the time. Yeah, that'd be hard. Yeah. It's interesting that everyone's talking about Robin being the favorite and Robin is the only one who just can't understand why this is happening. And I feel like that's exactly how I would expect it to go. If yeah. you're getting the attention, if you are the favorite, it's going to be way harder for you to understand why, why everybody's having such a hard time, right? Like, why is it so hard? Why is everything happening? And that kind of, to me, I was like, we haven't seen these other episodes, but it kind of seals the deal of if you don't know what's going on or you're not seeing the problem, it's probably because you are the favorite. Right. So. Exactly. No, I'd have to agree with that. And it's also because she is getting more attention, at least according to the show, <laughs> according to the show, she's getting more attention. She's not going to really even notice that much how much he's neglecting the other families, right? Yeah. Like, it's just not really going to be something she sees. But I did, I do think she mentioned at some point that she was aware that he was giving her family more attention, I believe. Did she not mention something like I that? I don't remember. Okay. I do know that Christine had mentioned at some point. She's like, I don't think Robin's ever lived plural marriage. And I was like, oh, that's a jab. That's a jab. That's a jab, meaning coming in and basically stealing their husband from them and not really living the law. So hmm. that's a huge deal for her to have said that, not really feeling like Robin did that. Yeah. I do know that at one point Cody did blame... He said the fallout wasn't about Robin, it was about going public. And this is where he said, kind of what we had just talked about, he had said that it was, the show was meant to show how happy and how normal you can live a good polygamous life. Mm -hmm. And he had said that he doesn't think that that's what it's doing anymore. I don't think polygamy works in my family anymore. Right. He, he said, said in his family though, which in his family. maybe he still believes that it is a possibility that it can work and function well, but it's not working well in his family. He is, of course, blaming the fact that they went public, but you gotta wonder, would it have worked out if they weren't public? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, what is the dynamic of bringing Robin in obviously shakes everything up, right? We see that in like so many groups, Rockland Ranch, there's, there's so many different groups that if people do go public, it shakes things up. It shakes things up you know, a lot. Something interesting that I've seen though, in all of these groups, is the first wife is a-okay with plural marriage. But it's the second and third wife that if you bring in, like it's the second, the second wife, if you bring on a third, there's a little bit of, oh, wait a minute. 
or the, or the third wife has an issue if you bring on a fourth. So isn't that interesting that it seems like the first wife is the one that is okay with it and encouraging it and you don't see that there's a big problem between Mary and Robin, first wife and fourth wife. Yeah, that is interesting. And you got to wonder if there's a certain amount of security in being the first to be like chosen. Yeah. And you got to wonder too, I mean, it feels like the first wife also kind of helps lead and decide, make the decision of when they're going to start plural marriage. And in, some, in a lot of cases, who that second wife is going to be. Yeah. And so if you feel like you have some choice in the matter, maybe that makes a bigger difference. I don't know. It is interesting. That's yeah. kind of how it was in your family as well, wasn't it? Yes. Well, I think so. My father and his first wife were married so long before I was born <laughs> that I didn't really see when my mother, the second wife, came to came into the family, how that affected the first wife's relationship. Because it was like 15 years, right? Before? Before the second, my mother, yeah. yes. So they were married for about 15 years before my mother ever even joined the family. And I'm not even close to the first child of my own mother's. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. I'm just kind Sam of has, going off of what I can imagine at this point. Sam's oldest half-brother from, from the oldest mother, from the first mother, mm -hmm. uh, is older than my parents. If that yeah. gives you an idea of like the span of the children in his family is from like older than my parents to the youngest is what, like almost 18 now? Probably, yeah, 17. So, so we're talking mm -hmm. like 60 to 16. Yeah. So big ranges for sure. Yeah, and then I'm just somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Right, so. But you had heard that when the third wife came into your family that your mother did have jealousy. Yes, from from my mother to the third, third wife. wife, there was jealousy there. But I never heard about the jealousy from the first wife to the second wife, which, you know, it, once again, makes me wonder if maybe she, uh, the first wife was perfectly okay with it. Yeah, interesting. And after being married for 15 years. Maybe she was bored of my dad. <laughs> I'm She's just, like, I'm bring just, in the new, <laughs> bring in the new wife. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I don't know, but uh, it definitely seems to be a pattern. Yes, the last thing that was kind of in episode two that was talked about was well, one, the first time we got to see Cody smile. <laughs> oh yes. It took basically to the end of the second episode in season eighteen before we saw Cody seem happy or smiling at all, and it was about his daughter getting her ears pierced, mm -hmm. and it was kind of funny. I feel like most outsiders, if you see this part of the episode, it's like, why did this take up so much time? Something that's so simple and the rest of the world just considers so normal. Like going and getting your ears pierced. Like our daughter was begging for hers. We let her get her ears pierced at six, you know? And some people pierce babies' ears from the time they're babies or have like different ages. Some people wait till they're older, yeah. yeah. I mean, some people even recommend you wait till, even those that aren't religiously doing it, wait till you're an adult to make the decision. Like, everybody has their own Everybody's opinion different, on it. Yeah. right? But this was a very big deal because I would say that most adult women probably have their ears pierced, right? At some point in your childhood youth, you know, most of them. So to make it all the way to 18, like his daughter did, and the fact it was... The part that was funniest to me was hearing Cody talk about making his wives take out their earrings as grown adult women getting married to him, how important it was that they did not have earrings. Yeah. Which to me makes, I mean, isn't even hard to imagine because <laughs> the way I was raised, the women weren't even, I mean, that was never an idea or a thought they were ever allowed to consider. The adults, the mothers, mm -hmm. the children, the babies, nobody could have a piercing. 
And so, you know, that would, and that was something I had to get used to when moving out into the big normal, I guess normal, <laughs> the, the, the majority of the world. <laughs> and, and realizing that everybody, most people have ears, ear piercings. <laughs> most people have ears Most too. people have ears. Some people don't. <laughs> But most people have ear piercings, and it seemed to be common. Even some, a lot of men have ear piercings, which, you know, from where I came, that would just be, I mean, you'd be so kicked out of the community for something like that. Which, Cody getting his ears pierced as a sophomore, yeah. he, like, confesses that to his daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And he did say he made his mom cry and cry and cry, and it was a huge act of rebellion, and he did it just to try to seem cool and rebellious and all these things, and... Teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is that big of a deal culturally. I grew up that you could only have one piercing in each ear mm -hmm. and no other body piercings anywhere. So one, they called it one modest pair of earrings and that was it. And even to this day, like I've never gone and gotten more, not because I can't or feel like I don't have that religious belief anymore, but it is weird too. Some cultural things just kind of stick with you and yeah. you just grow up not really even thinking or wanting it because that's how you were raised. You know, even Mary, she said like she still doesn't have her ears pierced. She's worried about allergies, but if you've gone your whole life and it's just never been something you're allowed to do or that you have a desire to do because you thought you were being righteous, yeah. then sometimes you just kind of go through life and you're like, eh, it's okay, I don't need it at this point. But right. really, really interesting that it was such a big deal. And that Cody did go with his daughter to get her ears pierced when she was 18 yeah. and made that decision. The fact that they talked about it and that it was such a huge decision, again, shows the severity and the what a big deal it is religiously for them, for this particular family. Yeah, and these extreme religions, and I don't know how extreme the brown family is now as far as the religious belief they have but of course they came obviously came from a, an extreme religious background and it seems like every decision is so intertwined with religious beliefs mm -hmm. about their body about what they eat what they say what they do everything is just so much involved with the church like and that's kind of the way we were raised too absolutely like, everything is just all about the church Everything, every decision you make. And yeah, even so, down to the drinks we drink and yeah. piercings that we get, the clothes that we wear, every decision. Yeah. There so, was a right and wrong answer. So that's probably why it was such a big deal for them to, or why there was so much about the ear piercings in this episode. But hey, Cody Brown smiled and even chuckled a couple times. I think Cody really enjoyed the time one-on-one -on -one with his daughter. Yeah. And feeling like... They had that one-on-one -on -one time. It is interesting, though, the wordage. I have to point this out because I did take a note of this. He said that he was excited to do this with Aurora because Aurora has respected yes. my authority. I need, like, air quotes, authority. Okay, so as a father in any fundamental Mormon religion, let alone a polygamous one, mm -hmm. he kind of had talked about... He didn't really use the word authority when he was talking about why he was so frustrated about his wives leaving and stuff or wives doing their own things. But a lot of time it comes down to this idea, it's very much a patriarchy, mm. right? It's very much that the, <clears throat> excuse me, that the husband has authority over his family and that authority is supposed to be obeyed. Yeah. And that's very much in... Yeah. All fundamental Mormonism, right? That there is that authority that the husband has. And so the fact that 
he was saying that he's happy with her because she respects his authority was another like religious, I don't know if a red flag is the right word, but like religious flag of, okay, religion's obviously still, even if he doesn't subscribe to the AB anymore as a religion, it's still very much ingrained in him. Oh, because yeah. if he feels like his children need to respect his authority rather than respecting him as a person or caring about what he thinks, respecting the authority part of it is very, yeah a religious mindset. Definitely. Well, I mean, and I think it's important for children to respect their parents, right? As mm -hmm. their parents. But, but yes, it's the authority, the head of the house, the, the king of the leader. king of the land. I mean, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but in, like you said, in these, some of these religious beliefs, it's very, that is really all that some of these men are looking for is respect. Respect me, obey me. And that is that. And I'm not saying, and Cody probably said that without even thinking twice, just because oh, yeah. of his background, the way he was raised and the, and the religious beliefs that he has probably still to some extent, but it definitely came across as, oh yeah, he, he demands of his children to respect his position as the leader and of the priesthood holder. Yeah. Which is very interesting. So we are so excited to continue to react to season 18, share some tidbits of similarities and differences between the Browns and other polygamous groups or other Mormon groups in general. And we are going to continue to try to maybe start at the beginning as well and kind of bring in some thoughts from the beginning of the seasons and to where they are now and try to uh, learn more as we go. But we just couldn't wait any longer. You guys have been asking for this for so long and we didn't want you to wait until we had watched 18 seasons because that right. could be a minute <laughs> yes and and also starting with season 18 we felt was the best option because a lot of you probably most of you have seen the other seasons and episodes and and uh, this is kind of the new stuff coming out but we'll try to go back and watch some of the old stuff as well and, and yeah. react to that but we just went over the first two episodes of season 18 and we will have more videos coming out and trying to keep up with this new season coming out to react to the upcoming videos as well. Yeah, we're gonna do two episodes or yeah, two episodes per our episode for a little while till we're caught up and we can catch up and do episodes here or there kind of yeah. more in real time. As you guys are watching them, we'll watch them with you. So we're excited. Yes, and thank you all so much for being here with us today. We are very excited to learn more about the Brown family, the sister wives, and look forward to bringing this information to you soon. We'll talk to y'all soon. Talk to you soon.